universe of illusion was called media and I I'm not a coincidence theorist, I look for thread lines no longer smashing red wine Though I can hear the bells chime It feels like the end times That probably should have been smashed on red wine But the final mind is foolish Obey and end up ghoulish Don't get used by instinct Take control and learn to use it Make a load of earnest music Earn a few quid, learn a few tricks Sure the truth is persecuted This whole world is pure abusive Know a bit about everything and everything about Nothing figured out my noggin while you picture out shopping You sit about watching while I dish it out Stop it, I don't mean to sound cocky I'm not even proud of it It's a second to me just to be this out honest I don't even need to sound honest Never been about profit Everything but out on it You can bet your house on it Doubt I'll be out for the count when the sounds And I'm down for the beat No beat down I mean how long's it been Help me out I've been the only one who's held me down All in the mind hell freeze now Still sick with it healthy how Few bars down and the well freaked out I don't reach out I seek out to speak out I'm a recount the reasons they beat out Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to the 509 The Vampire Podcast. I am your host, Joseph Daniel Pena, and today it is February 10th, 2024. Hey, guys. I hope you guys are having a great evening. It is a late-night broadcast over here on the coast, and you know that we are bringing you guys the truth, and today we have Heart and Soil Seeds founder, Brett Anderson. But first and foremost, guys, remember, like, subscribe, share, tell everybody around that this is happening right now. So we can all go ahead and get along together, grab and feel better. Yes, yes. All right. So there's a lot of sponsors down below, like our brother right here with his Heart and Soil Seeds sponsorship. So uh, go ahead and check out heartandsoilseeds.com. And, uh, you use coupon code 509. I'm not even sure what percentile the order is, but he has hemp clothing and he has seeds. And, uh, um, you know, I think I just said that the, 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 hey, hey, Brett, what, what's his, what is your, uh, website's name? Yeah. So it's, uh, heartandsoilproject.com. And if you go to heartandsoilproject.com slash shop, uh, that'll take you to the seeds and the nutrients uh, and all that stuff. Um, right now, we're running a code. Uh, we love you. Gets you forty percent off right now. Uh, so yeah, we we had that code going uh, for you last time, and then I think it was going for like a month or something like that and expired. But everyone can use we love you uh, at checkout for forty percent off um, of your order. So if you have any questions, you can always email me. Uh, at b anderson at heartandsoilproject.com but yeah other than that we'll um we'll go from there wow hey hey dude thanks for telling me that uh the coupon was expired i, I don't i don't want to be giving no expired coupons out so appreciate that uh we'll go ahead and have to update that um but yeah so so guys so here it is um what i want the introduction Pull this up, geez. The Heart and Soil Project and shares his passion for hemp, sustainable bioculture, biodiversity, and premium quality products and services around the world. 
He aims to make a positive impact on the community involvement with special attention to cannabis-related causes. He deals with breeders and distributors of high-quality and genetically unique cannabis seeds from around the world, provider, providing the quality CBD products and sought-after products that the world needs in large and small production qualities. In a blend of new age innovation and old, old world sustainability practices, we are able to achieve, he is able to achieve top of the market quality and competitive production practices, which equate to the profits made with pride. And uh, geez, um, you know, in a day and age where companies are very, uh, you know, two-faced and, and they're very like, you know, woke and they're very, uh, you know, I don't know how to say this. They're they're crashing and crumbling and and they're turning a, a blind eye to what the actual consumer wants. Brett Anderson right here does not. He, uh, he he asks questions online and Instagram and asks for uh, feedback all the time and he caters to uh, what you guys are saying and what we are saying. I know that uh, in in the Telegram and uh, or no Telegram Discord in the Discord. Uh, it's pretty active, so if you guys want to go ahead and uh, get in touch, you, you guys can definitely uh, feel that this is a interpersonal community, and you know we all reach out to each other. You know, and on any any need that you have, uh, if you're in a different part of the world and you need some advice on what to grow with, you know, not just cannabis or hemp, but actual anything, uh, there's um, uh, quite a bit of educated people alongside community uh, that he has grown. Um, so it, it's definitely a good thing to go ahead and get along with this because, I mean, guys, we all are thinking about growing our food these days. And I know it wasn't just me a couple of years ago. This was uh, something a little bit uh, to happen. I mean, this, this is happening everywhere. This is not just a little bit. This is happening everywhere on a boom. Um, it seems like your grannies are wanting to grow. The, the, the youngins are wanting to grow. And. Uh, with the way that the prices are going, uh, definitely everybody wants to grow. And you know, if we see what's going on in a different, a different light, there's a whole bunch of um, genetically modified compounds and artificial, uh, you know, products that are going into these things. And Brett right here uh, definitely, definitely doesn't like to uh, deal with that. Uh, so in a day and age where you can't even trust what's in your in your product, you can go ahead and bet that Brett has a it on right, and uh, I go ahead and appreciate that. That's why I'm uh, love working with this dude. So, Brett, what's up, man? How's how's it been? I've been good, man. I've been good. Um, been busy uh, doing all kinds of different things. We we um, I think last time I talked to you, we were just starting to acquire some animals uh, here on the farm, or you know the homestead, whatever you want to call it. We got about four acres here in, in Colorado, and. Um, with some, you know, water access and, you know, different things. But we were, we, we've just been increasing the amount of animals that we've had. We have pigs and sheep and goats and chickens and uh, uh, geese uh, of all sizes and shapes and ages. And it's been keeping me very busy this winter. Uh, along with, you know, the indoor grow, we popped a bunch of seeds from a lot of different breeders, including our own stuff. Um, and in addition to like, you know, some newer, more newer, you know, stuff. Uh, we popped a bunch of uh, original Peruvian uh, heirloom that we actually, you know, the from the some of the first stuff that we actually made 
um, we're kind of taking it back to, you know, our roots and, you know, go back to like the pure Peruvian heirloom, um, you know, production, you know, that's the next uh, project that we're, we're working on next is the pure Peruvian um, F2, uh, you know, seeds, and then also a bunch of different hybrids from, you know, a, a lot of different stuff that we've made, a lot of awesome stuff we found along the way. So, you know, the in, we just got done, uh, you know, cleaning out the grow and, you know, this kind of some of this, this area before the grow was just a mess because we had just been transplanting and, you know, culling and, you know, you know, defanning and just kind of making a mess in there over the last couple of weeks. And uh, yesterday we got in there and just cleaned it up and made it, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, tidy and uh, cold some stuff. And we're going to be flipping things to flower here soon for um, for seed production. So that's always exciting. Oh, I can't hear you. I think you're muted. Uh, I know. I did too. Yeah, uh, so, my bad. Uh, I just got to ask them, you know, because this is a paranormal podcast, uh, and you live out there in Colorado. Have you ever seen any uh, UFOs? Have you ever have you ever heard about any um, you know those cattle mutilations that you got going on out there? Because I you're you're not too far from uh, Skinwalker Ranch. I mean, well, it's kind of you know stayed there too away, right? But uh, just uh, what what you got? Is there anything out there that you heard or, or seen? No, I mean I haven't seen anything personally. The uh, uh, the Cosmic Highway out near Moffat, Colorado. Um, is, you know, well known for UFO sightings uh, out in the San Luis Valley. Uh, I spent some good, spent a lot of time out there and, you know, I've known people have seen stuff out there, you know, and, uh, you know, there's actually been, were, were some sightings of US, UFOs in Denver and like around uh, Aurora area. Um, I think it was like two years ago or three years ago, uh, but not nothing personally. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm ready. I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely, I believe that there's something out there, but uh, I haven't experienced any of it, any of it personally. Um, I will say that there's probably some interesting uh, things to come here in the near future with, uh, you know, with aliens. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the government tries to, tries to fuck with us a little bit. So be prepared. Well, uh, well are, are you a firm believer that there is uh, these other dimensions or other uh, extra extraterrestrial entities or, and Bigfoot and stuff? I mean, because, I mean, you're you're also a Bigfoot, you know, area where there's a lot of trees and a lot of Bigfoots. You know, I'm in Washington. Yeah, I mean. Washington State, there's like, a lot of Bigfoots out here. Yeah, big, Bigfoot, you know, I, 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 I think there's probably something, you know. Yeah, there's probably a couple different things, you know, a lot of species that we don't know about, so. You know, they people say that Bigfoot walks through dimensions and all that. I don't, I don't know about any any of that stuff. Um, but I mean, there's definitely there's definitely aliens, you know, somewhere. Um, and I believe that there's even aliens, you know, among us, uh, and have been from the very beginning. I mean, we're technically we're we're aliens. You know, we're there's a lot of theories that we're we're the aliens. You know, uh, that were kind of put put here by uh, the you know Anaki people. You know. Before you know the the givers of the 
of the technology to the Egyptians, you know, when they came, uh, they left, you know, bread with, with, you know, the humans here. And there's, uh, there's thoughts that that's, you know, the, the aliens is, you know, we are product of that. So there's a lot of, a lot of theories. I, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to any, uh, one, one idea. Uh, but there's, uh, there's, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know most of what, what happens outside our small little sphere of the solar system. But uh, were you raised, were you raised Christian, Catholic, or, or are you Christian or Catholic or non-denominational uh, or anything right now? Or, raised, or how do you I feel about raised, that? Yeah, I was raised Christian, uh, but you know, I I definitely don't subscribe to religion uh, these days. Yeah, it's a touchy subject. I feel it, man. Uh, but but speaking a little bit about the um, Colorado and the surrounding areas uh my buddy over there simon hine um uh, he he's written a few books and he works over there at uh, boulder colorado um at, at one of the i don't know one of his his uh labs i guess he, he does a remote viewing research and uh bigfoot research and research into other dimensions uh um yeah it, he, he's he's heavy on the side that you know all of this is like this this quantum quantum network and quantum uh, field that, you know, Bigfoot's tap into this zero point energy and like can traverse through the dimensions, you know, where we can't see it with all, you know, these fine different frequencies and these fine different portals and, you know, these different things, these different dimensions that, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fascinating, right? That the whole, that whole topic. Uh, but hey, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you're right yeah. by Denver, you're right by uh, Denver airport. Have you been to Denver oh, airport? Yeah. The Denver, yeah, the, I've been in DIA, and I've, I've heard some stories about it for people who've worked there and, you know, went down to levels that they weren't supposed to get level access to and, like, kind of, you know, kind of got turned around by people with guns and were like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. And, you know, there's, like, levels below the levels in that fucking place. So, uh, you know, they're, they're always doing – they've been doing construction there since, like, the day that it opened. And, like, I mean, they've always – they're always it still doing – they're always doing new construction and it's like weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, and we, I drop my mom off there a lot. She comes and visits, you know, a couple of times a year. And, you know, my uh, you know, mother-in-law, and a lot of people come, come and visit. So we're at, we're at DIA, you know, almost monthly, it seems like. So I go a lot and like I've been inside the, you know, inside there a lot. And uh, there's a um, time capsule, you know, with uh, the, the, uh, the Freemason symbol on there. And there's like all these this weird, you know, artwork of like end of days artwork and like, you know, apocalyptic type artwork on the walls and like it's interesting, you know. I um, I honestly don't know much of like actually what's there. I've never been there, dude. So if you're like if you're telling this, like, yeah, man, be 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 a little descriptive and like if you if you know of anything that's yeah, yeah. specifically that you yeah, I mean, you can you can go, you know, look if you want to pull any of it up. I don't even show any of it, but like basically, you can look up like the artwork at Denver International Airport, and it'll show you. You know, there's like, uh, you know, little kids like, you know, holding flowers like in a on a grave, and then like, ga you know, like uh, like Nazi looking guys with like gas masks and like all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, and there's yeah, there's all, all yeah. I mean, it's just if you go around there, there's a lot of them. It's like it's by the same artist, just like, and uh, yeah. And there's a lot of theories, and 
they they're always doing like you know there's a lot of weird theories around DIA. So you know Denver International Airport. So you know I, they, the marketing team over there at Denver International Airport kind of got clever and were like you know they, there's been a bunch of like you know posters and things like that like what are they doing like kind of making fun of the conspiracy theorists like maybe it's aliens maybe it's uh you know maybe it's uh, lizard people you know digging holes like like they're saying that like on the poster like making fun of people and their theories but like sometimes they like put that shit out there in real and like in the, you know they just put it out there and like make you think it's a joke but i don't know there's some weird stuff happening there for sure like no nah, man I, i'm so a full, i'm a firm believer in the in the so disclosure of like like you know and it's not being they used. Call, a lot of the space like a lot So yeah, they call it like the law of karma, you know what I mean? Where, where a lot of these people, if, if they're doing some really high shit, they're they're trying to go ahead and like say what they're doing and, and like, you know, they're not really going to get too much bad energy for it, bad juju if they're doing some real messed up things. And yeah, there's a lot of talks not these days about like uh, deep underground military bases. Like it's in a lot of movies. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of documents coming out, you know, um, from all, all sides around the world showing you know, ancient and military type of bases. Uh, you know, it's even Elon Musk is over there building freaking hundreds of miles of tunnels with his boring machine. And, you know, that's just the start of it, right? You know, there's subterranean tunnels and networks. And, and uh, you know, even even the Confessionals podcast, I don't know if you subscribe to them uh, or him, Tony Merkel, he goes he goes real in-depth on, uh, he's a truck driver, or him and his family, him and his brother, I think they're truck drivers, or they were. And, uh, they, you know, they have a lot of stories, you know, military um, minded and it's like, uh, you know, talking about paranormal and they, they, there's a lot of stories, man, from uh, military people coming from the deep underground military bases and saying that they've seen like, you know, reptilians and entities and giants and shadow people. And it's like, uh, you know, so, so you've said that you had some stories uh, or you heard some things from, from people in the. About the deep underground military race, or what's something that you've heard? Just, just basically, there was a you know a friend of mine that was doing like construction work there and building like the kiosks there, like that you know you buy your you know your lotion from yeah all the kiosks that you see at DIA you know whatever they're selling that day. Um, she he like put a bunch of them up when that when it first when like different new wings were opening up or new uh, you know terminals were opening up. He put you know all these new kiosks up. Well, you know all the materials for all these kiosks were like shipped in underground, you know, through like, there's like layers like below where like, you know, the, it's like, you know, you drop people off at the airport at one spot and you pick people up at the airport at another spot. And then like taxis and buses and like, you know, stuff go to another spot and it's all like down below. Right. And then like there's, and then like there's even layers below that. So like there's stuff that gets delivered, you know, in like, areas below that for like all you know so like they're not it's not interrupting traffic or whatever so like that's where he was supposed to be going to pick up his stuff uh you know like for whatever he was he was working on well he somehow had gotten pushed the wrong button or like whatever he's like ended up like multiple floors below the layer he was supposed to be on and like went out there was like a guy with a gun saying like oh, you're not supposed to be here. Like, you know, he didn't like point the gun at him or whatever, but it was like, there was like a long, 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 long hallway that he couldn't even see all the way at the end. 
you know, it was like, he like kind of poked his head down one way and poked his head down, like both ways. It was like, you couldn't even see the end. And it was like, and the, and the guy was like, you need to go back up now, you know? And he like, so that was weird that like, he, he didn't even know that like on the, on the number thing, it didn't even exist. Like it wasn't even like an option to press. And they like went below that. And so, um, he was, you know, that, that was weird, but the, you know, there's definitely stuff below there's layers and layers below. And there's like, there's vent holes, you know, mile and like, and like things miles and miles away from where the airport is. You know, if you look at the area that is owned by the airport, the airport and like the, and like all those, you know, it takes like a very small portion of it. There's like a big area of land um, that they don't use for anything. But I, you know, I, I, I think that's a lot of area where they're doing like, they're, you know, they're tunneling and they're going underneath those areas. But you know, who knows? With and there was like there was a lot of evidence, or there was you know, there was a uh, a situation where uh, supposedly, like whenever I think it was either I think it was Obama, whenever he was a, a he was a president, he came to DIA, and but he never he never left. Like he did, he only came, he, he flew into Denver, Denver International Airport and then he left. He like, but, but supposedly during the time that he was there, there was like a, a comet or something like a meteor that like passed really close to the earth and they were like scared. Like, but it was like during that same, t that same time period where he was there only for one day at DIA. So there's like, there's a lot of like, I've seen a lot of you know, things about DIA and like one of them was pointing to like different uh, you know, higher level people or presidents to like during times of trouble, like either globally or whatever, that they like came to DIA and there's no evidence of them staying at like any hotels there. And before there wasn't, now there's a hotel called the Westin there, but there, it just recently was built not too long ago. So like it was, you know, but there's a lot of, a lot of evidence that like a lot of people were coming to Denver International Airport, staying for a day or two and then leaving but there's no like place for them to stay there that anybody knows about. So obviously there's a place for them to do something. Um, so yeah, just in interesting stuff. Uh, I think you're on mute again. Oh yeah, my bad. So, uh, <laughs> so isn't it isn't it odd that uh, you know um, we we see in all these movies like Resident Evil that there's these you know large military complexes that go down like seemingly hundreds of miles. And yeah, uh, Resident Evil showed it showed, has one of the has one of the most interesting um, you know ideas on it. Right, it shows literally tunnel networks going all these different ways and. That's not the first time I've heard that, uh, you know, um, when you're talking about, like, you think that there's tunnels being built. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is tunnels being built everywhere. They're, they constantly say that they want to expand. There's this show that I like. Uh, I like I like referencing shows here. And there's a show on Netflix um, called Seven Seeds. And it's an anime. I think it's like one season or two seasons. And it's like Japanese. But uh, society um, pretty much gets taken out by, like, this huge... I don't know, flood or apocalypse type of scenario, right? But the military, what they did was they, like, tried 
getting as many people as they who might be saviors and putting them uh, underneath to be saved. And like they went down in, into these tunnels and bunkers and like the tunnel networks go miles and then they're like they they're connected with train stations, trainways, railways. Uh, and you know, there's tunnels underneath tunnels, and there's like huge cities and underneath the, you know, pretty much underneath uh, the world. Pretty much, it's it's pretty fascinating. To think like um, that it's it's right beneath their own feet, right? Uh, and you're, you, yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty dope, pretty dope, dude. Denver, Denver is very interesting. If you if you think that there's something there like going on, it's probably. Because there is something there going on. I had no idea that the presidents go there. Uh, but it, it does make me think, too, how um, I think it's like in the Stargate series or uh, a couple of these other series where they show like one of America's uh, secret communications bases in the mountain ranges of like, uh, you know, um, Colorado and Denver and uh, these different places, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's definitely bases in the mountains that you don't know about. And there's, like, a lot of evidence that there's, like, at least one or two mountains that, like, like kind of like Dr. Evil type shit where, like, the fucking mountain just has, like, a door that just opens up and then closes up. And it looks like a fucking rock. And a plane can fly in or a helicopter can go in, you know. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy shit that happens, that happens here. They're always doing... Uh, patrols. You know, you should, you should check out that that uh, confessional podcast, man. I think you might like it. Uh, it it's right up your alley. He's he's not too far away. Uh, it'll stay, um, stay down the with with all of this, like he comes from, like he's he's. I was a conspiracy theorist. Um, a but you know what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Yo, so uh, what I wanted, what I wanted to talk about though, also, so we we don't get a uh, two sidetracked, um, is that this New York Times uh, had had started coming out, I guess, with this uh, article about uh, curing animals with cannabis, and you know, for the longest time, I've always said it, and you know, I know you have a tincture on it, so I just want to go ahead and uh, you know, read this for everybody, because uh, you can go ahead and find, I believe, you can still find it, CBD uh for animals on. Uh, Brett's Heart and Soil Project website. So uh, it says, like many captives, elephants, Nydia suffered from chronic foot problems. Fissures had formed in a 55-year-old Asian elephant's foot pads, and her toenails had cracked and become ingrown. Painful abscesses lingered for months. Nydia had lost her appetite, and she was losing weight. Dr. Quetzali Hernandez, the veterinarian in charge of Nydia's care, at the wildlife park in Mexico was desperate. She decided to try CBD, a non-intoxicating therapeutic compound found in cannabis. For help, Dr. Hernandez reached out to Dr. Mish Castillo, the chief veterinary officer at the ICANN Vets, a company engaging in veterinary cannabis education and research in Mexico. To Dr. Castillo's knowledge, no one had purposely given an elephant medical cannabis ever, but he and his colleagues hoped it would reduce Nydia's pain and stimulate her appetite. As they had seen the drug do for cat species, they started low and eventually settled with a dose of 0 0.02 milligrams of CBD per pound of Nydia's weight. That's a lot. <laughs> Which she took daily with a chunk of fruit. 
calibrated by weight, the dose is one-tenth to one-fortieth of what Dr. Castillo gives to dogs or cats. Yet, it worked. The first sign that the treatment was effective was when Nydia developed a serious case of the munchies. Within days of starting CBD, she went from finishing just one-third of her food to virtually all of it, and sometimes even went for seconds. Within five weeks, she had gained 555 pounds. After Nydia began eating, her demeanor changed. She was always known as the grumpy one. She used to kick doors. Within the first week to 10 days of her treatment, she started coming out of her enclosure quicker and was in less of a bad mood. Nydia's abscesses also began to heal, probably as a result of CBD's anti-inflammatory effects. For months, the pain in her foot had prevented the elephant from walking down a small hill to drinking fountain in her enclosure, forcing her handlers to give water in a bucket by hose. As her condition improved, she started to visit the fountain again. She just continued to get better. When we were amazed that this happened, it was such a low response dose, which led to us wanting to get this information out before veterinarians start overdosing other species by using the dog or cat dose. Wow, it's pretty fascinating. Medical cannabis for humans is legal and commonly used in other countries, but it's ideas in veterinary practices are way behind human medicine and not really allowed. Dozens of scientific studies point to cannabis potential for treating seizures, pain, anxiety, and fear, mostly in dogs, mounting anecdotal evidence from countries like Mexico where veterinaries can legally administer the plant or its compounds suggest benefits across a variety of other conditions and species as varied in parrots, turtles, and hyenas. But despite the promising findings, challenges abound for introducing cannabis into veterinary medicine, which is confusing for law, lingering drug-related stigma, and lack of education. Wow. Yeah, man. Um, dude, what is what is your take on uh, CBD for animals? You you give it to your animals? I know you have uh, animals out there. Yeah, and we give it to our, our dogs, and you know, we... Um... We have a lot. Yeah, we, we give it to our pets and you know, cats, you know, and our, our cat and our, you know, our dogs that we have. And, um, um, you know, we've everything from topical, you know, to, you know, just, you know, you know, tincture for them. Um, yeah, it works. works great. We have a lot of people that swear by it, you know, especially for anxiety and, um, you know, pain and appetite. Um, yes. Yeah, so finding that dose can be, you know, even even for dogs and cats, you know. Uh, you know, some might need it more or, or less, you know, like, especially I always tell people to start with less and then work your way up um, because you can always, you know, always get add more, um, you know, but, one, you know, one of those things is you know, finding that dose. But, yeah, definitely. It definitely works. Uh, definitely uh, have a lot of people that come back uh, time and time again. They and they say they swear by it. You know, and their pets are, you know, in a better mood and less pain and eating more uh, or sleeping, you know, longer, doing whatever uh, they're looking, you know, looking for. There's you know, a lot of different benefits that, you know, it offers. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I give a little bit of CBD to my animals and I know that they love it. They, they uh, use the uh, bathroom more regularly. Like they'll tell me when they need to go out, they'll, they'll be a little bit more chiller. They won't like wildly bark as much. Uh, um, you know, and it seems like their their uh, hair is a little bit healthier. Is there is there a time where you notice the, you know, how how much CBD helped your animals, or have you always given it to them, or did you not really 
notice or like did you notice i i give it as needed you know to, to be frank with you but two of the three dogs that i had you know have passed away uh so i only have one pup uh left and, and she's she's doing great um she doesn't really have a whole lot of ailments uh she's a little slower getting up up and down the stairs these days but um in, in terms of pain she seems pretty good and you know i don't i don't um give my pets uh, CBD just all the time. I, I typically do it, you know, when it's, when it's needed, you know, if, if I find like there's an issue, um, I'm, I'm blessed right now to not really have to use it. Our other two dogs, um, you know, we're in, in pain for, for a short amount of time. One ended up losing, uh, you know, uh, feeling, you know, and it's in his, in his legs. So he didn't really need, he, he had no appetite issues. So he didn't really need it, but we had a, uh, our dog, uh, Charlie, you know, was in, in the last, you know, couple hours, last, last couple of days, you know, uh, in, in the last hours, and we were giving him high doses of, of CBD. So he wasn't like shaking. He was like shaking and, and seemed like he was in so much pain that he was shaking and the CBD would, would stop him, him from shaking, let him cal calm down a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, every, every animal and every person uh, benefits from, dif from differently from CBD in different times and different ways, you know. And sometimes you 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 need you need it. Sometimes you don't. Um, but I always you know like to have it on hand in case you do. So and all of our products, um, even the pet products, are made to the same standards that the human products are. Um, it's just pure CBD isolate and MCT oil. So MCT oil is great. It's you know um, fractionated coconut oil. It's great for a lot of things. Um, it's great for your brain. It's great great uh, you know for your stomach. Um, it helps with absorption of just about everything because your body craves those types of, uh, of oils. Um, but, you know, same thing with your, you know, your dog's coat, you know, your hair, uh, you know, gets nice and shiny when you take MCT oil, um, you know, really healthy, you know, hair follicles. And, um, yeah, and you can actually rub it on, you know, if you have like, you know, like a psoriasis or dry skin or, you know, whatever, you can do a drop or two of that same you know, pure CBD uh, isolate, you know, and uh, MCT oil on like, you know, any, any, bo any body part, um, really any body part at all. Um, you know, so it's not going to irritate anything. So, you know, it's a great, it's almost why we don't even sell, you know, we have topical products and we were finding issues with the consistency of them. Um, and, you know, we ended up just not, not using that, that producer anymore. Um, but uh, the, the MCT oil actually, will 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 penetrate the skin you know and you can use that as a topical as well so it works as as that you know that too and you know dog's paws have you ever seen like you know a dog's paws get like really frayed at the tips you know or it gets worn you can rub that cbd uh tincture and a couple of drops in the dog's paws uh, over a couple day period that'll help kind of things fuse back together um yeah it's, it, it has a lot of a lot of uses Yeah, uh, it, it's pretty remarkable um, as a healer for everything. I, I, I was uh, wondering if there's anything that you noticed if you like ever gave it to chickens or, uh, you know, your goats and seeing if there's like anything, you know, that you I mean, notice differently. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I mean, it's, it would get pretty expensive around here to start doing that. Um, yeah, because the bigger, the bigger the animal, um, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't, I mean, I'm sure they could, they could benefit. Well, I think, uh, I think you just put like hemp leaves in their feed, right? What's that? 
I think you could just throw hemp leaves in their feed, and that's probably good enough, right? I mean, it's a different, totally different thing. I mean, hemp leaves would be more of like a nutrition. And yeah, there's cannabinoids in there, but, you know, MCT oil and, you know, and um, uh, CBD isolate, you know, is a, a little bit more direct, you know, like if you have a, a sheep that had an issue, you know, needs to relax or something like that. But there's other things that like you can use that are, that are just as, you know, you know, as effective and, and a little bit less, you know, uh, expensive over the, over the course, you know, with your humans and pets, you know, loved ones, uh, you know, you, you know, do anything, you know, for them. Right. And at the, at the end of the day, a lot of these sheep and goats and whatever, they, they're living, you know, they're, they're not house pets, you know, they're living out there on the farm and they get water and they get hay and, you know, and they take care of themselves and they have babies by themselves unassisted and all that, you know, um, they're almost like wild animals that we just have a fence around, you know? So it's, you know, and we, and we intend to have them that way. Uh, otherwise they get dependent on us, uh, in a sense that they, they kind of lose their, they, they can lose their, uh, natural, you know, um, you know, not defenses, but just like, you know, they become reliant on you. So, yeah, at the end of the day, the farm animals are the farm animals and the and the dogs and cats inside the house get a little bit more uh, TLC. But we still we still love our, our sheep and goats and chickens, but we haven't given them any CBD. So we haven't had really had any issues uh, where they've been sick or needed it or anything. Everyone's been pretty healthy. Hey, I'm, I'm glad that you have a healthy farm out there. Uh, that's always good to hear, man. Uh, so speaking more about this animal um, animal research, so it says laws in places like California have begun to make way for veterinary cannabis, and a small but growing number of international veterinarians have united to bring cannabis into mainstream veterinary medicine through education, research, and activism. Cannabis contains 100-plus chemical compounds, but CBD are the molecules whose therapeutic effects are best understood. While CBD does not discernibly alter consciousness, THC is responsible for the psychoactive side. Across vertebrate species, these molecules interact with the endocannabinoid system, a network of nerve receptors, molecules, and enzymes that keep the body's other organ systems stable. When used medically, cannabis essentially supports the support system. Dr. Casada Andre, the founder of Veterinary Cannabis, a Colorado-based group, that provides education and certification to animal care workers and consultation services for pet owners and the cannabis industry. A number of countries now legally permit veterinarians to prescribe and administer cannabis. In terms of research and adoption through Mexico, it is uh, emerging as a world leader. Heck yeah! Viva la Mexico! Since 2019, Dr. Castillo and his colleagues have in medical cannabis use. Dr. Monica Lozana Garza, a veterinarian in Toluca, said she was among the early adopters, but in 2020, her old English sheepdog, Patricio, would sometimes wake up in the night gasping for, for breath, and so it led her to use CBD and heal him. And you have no idea how much it helped. He could breathe again. He got it two and a half more, or he got two and a half more years of life. Dr. Lozano has treated more than 65 animals or around 65 animals since she used it on her dog. So 
So it's not just like with, you know, with any animal. This can be used with many, many animals, many different pets. She has also given CBD to animal patients that become stressed during office visits. The easiest way to administer treatment in these cases, she has found, is to nebulize the CBD and essentially create a carrier-sized hot box for the anxious cat or dog. Cannabis can be combined with conventional pharmaceuticals to improve those drugs' results, veterinarians have found. And in some cases, given on its own, cannabis has outperformed existing drugs. Wow. All right. So... It says right here, in, a, in 2023, for example, a 48-year-old rose-breasted cockatoo named Riff Raff was hospitalized in Brisbane, Australia, after she stopped eating and was exhibiting signs of pain and connection to pancreatic cancer diagnosis. Four prescription drugs, including opioid, failed to improve her condition. She was not expected to live beyond a week. Wow. Jeez. Euthanasia would have normally been the step, but Miss Jigglin, her owner, Asked about CBD. Within a week, Riff Raff's appetite returned, her demeanor improved, and she was chirping again. She could stop taking the prescription medications, which she absolutely hated. Man, when Riff Raff sees a plastic syringe coming, she chirps and taps her foot, which is a happy dance. She knows that her CBD will make her feel better. You know, dude, uh, looking at the world, man, um, we need more of this. Like, we, you know, everyone wants to just give up so easily. Like, you know, what's going on in Canada up there, bro? The, like, euthanasia, how this just mentioned euthanasia would, would have been the first step. You know, there's just this this weird push, you know. I don't know if, you, I don't know if you've seen it. But up, up in Canada, there's just this weird push going on right now. Like, it's, it's government is giving people money and families money or giving people, like, uh, ads on TV to go ahead and be like, hey, if you're feeling depressed or lonely, if you're feeling like you're too sick in this world, you can end it today. Go ahead and see your doctor for euthanasia. And it's like, like, you know, it's up to us, man. Me and you over here, you know, promoting the good, the light, the 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 love and the healing, man. Because, you know, healing our animals, like, you know, animals animals give off so much, and so much uh, uh, dopamine and so much, uh, you know, so much love. And, uh, yeah, uh, dopamine, not serotonin, uh, dopamine. Like, they give up us happy molecules they give us these uh you know these um these things like adrenaline you know when we're around them they they give us this this love and support and it, it's this universal thing i think i think over the last 10 15 years actually people have been calling it that um you know we've been treating animals so bad for for the last 100 years or so maybe that it's going to come to a point where we're going to realize like humans are being treated this way too and and the only way to get back into nature is healing it all like healing and healing us because without them we're, we're not really much you know uh dude that, that that's I, I i had no idea that we could heal more than 50 different animals uh with that it makes me it makes me think have you started like reaching out there to other places like you know maybe maybe getting in touch with some of these places bro and you know uh, offer your assistance, you know, because you're you're interested. They they're interested too. They need more people like you. Um, that's that's not too far away. Well, what, would you ever start a farm? Uh, uh, like a zoo, little zoo, like you know what I mean? I mean, it, that's pretty much what we have. You know, it's like we got you know sheep and goats and chickens and pigs, and you know we're doing the homestead life right now. I mean, I, I'm not sure what what exactly 
you would constitute a little farm, but uh, we're, we've harvested, you know, uh, you know, crops, we've harvested animals, uh, we've raised, you know, multiple varieties of animals, and uh, yeah, that's that's the vision, is, is to keep it going, and uh, eventually, you know, sell, you know, uh, sell livestock to, you know, lo you, know, lo you know, local uh, homesteaders, and, you know, sell our products, our meat, and um, we've been raising, just like, you know, we do, you know, land race uh, seed varieties and cannabis varieties, we, we've opted to do land race and heirloom um, uh, pig varieties and, and different, uh, you know, goat varieties, you know, um, and, you know, just like anything else, you know, you can, you can get run of the mill genetics, you know, uh, that the same guys that are, you're buying from at the grocery store, you know, are running, or you can get something special. Uh, you know, we got, you know, Mangalitsas, uh, from, from Hungary. Um, they're a special breed of, of woolly haired pig, um, that, you know, that are a little bit more hardy than some of the others. Uh, we got a Meishan, which is from China. Uh, they produce, uh, faster and bigger litters than any pig in the world. Uh, I think the world record was like 36 piglets in one pig. Um, I mean, the typical, the typical piglet range is about 16, uh, you know, for these, these, this breed where most pigs are like six to eight or something like that. So they're super prolific. Um, yeah. So like, we're really trying to like, you know, and, and they also have different, um, omega contents in their fat and they're, you know, you know, uh, one of the few red meat pigs out there, you know, it's just, it's about education, just like anything else. Uh, there's a lot of variety, a lot of choice out there that people don't really know about. Um, and that's like really what we're all about is like giving people, something a little different, you know, not just, you know, cannabis seeds. We got, we got a lot of different cannabis seeds. Um, and we we're going to still obviously still be produced and that's what heart and soil is all about. Um, but we're really focusing on regenerative agriculture, uh, regenerative, regenerative farming, um, you know, um, animal husbandry, you know, that's basically where you work. You're really, you're loving those animals and, and respecting those animals Basically, until the last day where they feed your family or they feed, you know, help feed your community, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what we're doing is trying to do a little bit of everything all at once with that. Yo, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty amazing. I've been a you know, huge fan ever since I first started getting, your, you know, your seeds and everything, man. Uh, uh, it's helped me out um, understand understand like genetics and the way that you know this works a little bit deeper. Um, so you know, con continuing on a little bit this with this article right here, just just to break it down for everybody, if you're if you're thinking about using CBD or THC for your dogs that or cats or any animal, let's go ahead and hear from the vet on how you should differentiate what you give your animal. So while most veterinarians focus on cannabis for but, uh, pets. Dr. Castillo has taken the lead on using it for zoo animals. So she's taken it to the zoo now. And what she's found at the zoo is pretty interesting. She, she and her colleagues have given cannabis to more than 50 species since 2020, from mountain tapers to lions to snakes to capybaras. I don't even know what that is. That's some, uh, whatever. They have found that CBD works well with pain, inflammation, osteoarthritis and allergies 
and that it can enhance the effectiveness of treatments for conditions such as cancer. THC, on the other hand, usually gives better results for patients at the zoo struggling with stress and anxiety, Dr. Brio Strago said. It helped bring relief to a parrot who was plucking out her feathers, for example, and a jaguar who was obsessively pacing his enclosure and biting his tail. We tried everything with him, but nothing seemed to work until cannabis appeared. Regardless of the species, veterinarians who worked with cannabis emphasized the importance of starting patients on small doses than working their way up. Cannabis medicine is more challenging than oncology because oncology is a protocol to follow. Um, so they're working with trial and error, and I think that I think their main goal is to go ahead and uh, heal all animals. It's going to be pretty fascinating now that we have uh, multiple places around the world working on this. And uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, let's let's go ahead and move on to this next piece. So I want you I want you uh, to go ahead and say what you think about this. New Jersey introduces digital marijuana cannabis cards with no registration or renewal fees. So it's medical marijuana cannabis cards. Um, yeah. So now with no fees, how, what's going to happen to, uh, is, is, do you think that's going to be a huge loss to the medical cannabis market? Or is that, is it more of like, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not, I think that's a good thing. So they don't have to pay for the registration for their cannabis card. Right now in Colorado, that's what you, you have to pay for it. You know, you gotta, if you want to, if you want a medical cannabis card, you gotta, Go pay for the patient visit and then pay for, you know, registration for the card. Uh, I don't think that's, I think you should be able to get those things on the state's time um, or for free. It's basically just saying that you're a medical patient and that you get to buy either, I mean, it depends on what state you're in, but in Colorado, it's, you know, anybody can go re buy recreational weed. You don't have to have a card or anything. Um, but in order to buy medical, basically it's the same exact product. Um, but you just get a discount. That's basically how it works. Um, so I, you know, it, they're, they're, you know, in other states like Colorado, there, there's a whole market around the registration and the cannabis card, you know, where I don't think, that, I don't think that that should be a thing. So I, I agree. I, you know, I wish Colorado would do something like that. Yeah, you know what? That is a huge uh, win for everybody out there. I, I don't think that there should be any uh, registration fees for medical cannabis uh, either, considering how Washington State has the highest cannabis taxes with 30, 37% tax. We're, uh, we're definitely overpaying this uh, for this fine plant. And uh, if we can go ahead and help uh, get everybody off opioids, because, uh, you know, that was one of... That's one of the main things that everyone's all addicted to. If they're not really using um, medicinal cannabis, you know, for pain and all that stuff, they're they're probably on opioids that the doctor is prescribing. And uh, you know, there there's even um, there's even people coming out for it though. Uh, I guess I don't know if you heard this. Senator Elizabeth Warren advocates for cannabis descheduling. Um, the yeah, so pretty much the government is is like one step away from decriminalizing cannabis completely uh or at least well not completely but putting it down to like what the, the lowest grade 
um, after after Biden signed his cannabis research bill. It was just like a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, I don't know if we had talked last, uh, but yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago where finally uh, the paperwork back went back into office and into the White House, and it said it was a uh, it was all safe to go ahead and re- reschedule. So now they're now they're just uh, you know putting in the paperwork to reschedule it. Um, yeah, dude. Huge win, finally, right? How long How long has it been since we've been having to look over our shoulder, bro? Yeah, it's, it's nice. We, I've been I've been pretty spoiled here. Uh, you know, it's been, I've been here since 2011. Um, and yeah, you know, that's, it's been, it's been nice. I, I came from, from Texas where, you know, I was put in, in jail for, you know, cannabis possession multiple times and, uh, you know, always just looking over my shoulder, like you said, and, you know, moving to Colorado, I think it was, I mean, yeah, I mean, April, 2011 is when I, is when, you know, I, I got here in medical, uh, it was before like, there, you know, it was before medical was a thing. Everything was wreck. So, um, you know, I've gotten to see kind of the, the evolution of that. So yeah, it's, um, it's nice. I mean, I've, I, I've been spoiled for the last, you know, 10 years or whatever, 10 plus years, uh, not having to really look over, look over my shoulder here. It's, it's a beautiful thing for a plant. Yo, you said you got uh, got thrown in jail about uh, from way way back in the day. Well, tell tell us about oh, yeah. that real quick, yeah. if you don't mind, if it ain't too personal. Yeah, I mean, uh, just you know, typical. You know, I always had weed on me. You know, and we um, we were just coming back from getting uh, getting getting beer. Somebody had a. Uh, you know, fake ID, and they went and got some beer at the store or whatever, and there was a, a TABC cop, you know, you know, officer, like a tobacco, alcohol, firearms, whatever, like undercover there, and I guess I'd, I'd seen that... Oh, I got, oh, I got pigs and sheep on the other side of this window making noise. Sorry. Um, yeah, but basically they you know, were following us and, you know, um, back to the house and, uh, and they, and we tried to get, we tried to get in the house in, in time. And, uh, you know, the weed was, the weed was stuck in the car. Um, and we couldn't get it out, you know, in time to run and like ditch it or whatever. So, um, we, we basically, you know, they got inside the house, me, me and two other guys, uh, had the, you know, yeah, you know, the the weed in the car, and we got slapped with the possession. Um, so that you know, just just a little bit of little bit of weed, and um, and yeah, and, and we went we had to go to jail, you know, for I mean, it was just like twenty four hours or whatever, but it sucked. Um, and then there was another time I was actually working in the cannabis industry. It was like two thousand thirteen, I believe, or something. Uh, but I had been work, working in the cannabis industry uh, for a couple months, and I came back for Thanksgiving to Texas, and I was riding around with a buddy of mine, uh, happened to be, you know, a black guy, and Texas is, is notorious for just pulling people over, you know, for no reason, and, uh, you know, profiling, and 
and that's exactly what happened. And um, we, but we, had, we had some weed on us, and uh, they searched the car, and we all went to jail, uh, just over like a gram of weed, you know. And I was in, uh, like I said, I, I was currently, I think like a week before that, I had harvested, you know, we had harvested like hundreds of pounds, you know, in like the rooms that we were growing in, you know, at, you know, at Kind Love or whatever, you know, so there was just, uh, it was just like, I, you know, we are you know, a couple state, you know, two states over, you know, one state's growing. I'm like, I'm literally stepping on more weed, harvesting all these plants. You know, sometimes buds fall on the ground or whatever. I'm literally stepping on more weed than most of these people have ever seen in their entire lives. And, you know, I'm growing, you know, I'm growing it in one state and I, uh, we possess, you know, between four people, there's one gram and we're going to smoke a blunt and, uh, and we all go to jail, you know? So it was just, and I got, I had to come. And then, so I got, you know, I got, you know, charged there and I actually had to, um, you know, I got, you know, I got sentenced to 48 hours in jail. So basically I had to come back at a different time and in, you know, use vacation time from my cannabis job, you know, to go sit in jail for, for two days and serve my time in Texas. And I was pissed and I was talking all kinds of shit and saying exactly what I just said that I you know, step on more weed than you guys will ever see in your lives. And you guys aren't stopping nothing. We're going to be, we're going to be, I'm going to be smoking weed in, in two days. I'll be smoking bowl after bowl after bowl legally. Like, I don't know. Um, this guy's, it may, you know, you know, make, makes you feel like you guys are doing something, but you're not, you know? So, uh, that was, that was interesting. So. But that was the, t- yeah, the dude, you'd get along well over here. Uh, you know, oh yeah, no, you'd get along well over here, man. The West coast, uh, you know, we, we smoke a lot. And, and for a while we were, you know, we'd, yeah, we'd get in trouble and it wouldn't be too fun, you know, just being, uh, annoyed by cops and uh, you know yeah being profiled if you, if you if it even looks like you're you know holding something to your mouth and blowing stuff out oh yeah go, go fuck it up real quick yeah yeah you know it's, it's pretty bad uh so about texas how, how is the weed out there uh you know there's always this this um stigma that you it's always crappy weed but you know maybe some rare times you'll find that good good but yeah, for the most it's part like, it's, it's like that it's just like that you know most of the time just like anywhere you know, you get some either, you know, a lot of it was coming from other places. It wasn't being grown in Texas. Not over here, but it's always fine. It was, yeah, it was, you know, it was, you can always find good stuff. You know, most of it's being grown, you know, back, back in the day, it was growing, being grown in Cali or Colorado or, you know, up north or something. And it was being shipped, you know, to Texas. So, um, yeah, but I would say the people that were growing in Texas were, were growing some pretty mediocre weed most of the time, but. I mean, I'm sure now everyone's growing everywhere. But yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty rough, honestly. Like, you know, most of the stuff that you were getting, you know, from from people, you know, locally was, you know, either from Mexico or if you know, there's people were growing it, you know, there. And it, Texas is like it's it's decent, you know, for growing outdoor, but outdoor is still outdoor. You know, the Cali people were growing like the indoor, you know, light depths, you know, or, you know, things like that. They were like the light depth stuff, you know, the greenhouse stuff was really the best because you could get it for cheap. 
and uh, it was really good quality. It was like even like before and like different than hydro, you know, you got that dro, you know, back in the day, that was kind of the same. Um, you know, it was like people were growing hydro and that was like indoor controlled setup. That was usually like the best weed because like people were like, it was, it was indoor controlled. People were like, you know, becoming scientists and you know, we, we I got all different types of weed in Texas. Like you name it. Like we've gotten, I've gotten all, you know, I got some of the better weed that I've gotten was in Texas, but it came from Las Vegas of all places. So <laughs> never know. Was it that lab weed or what? That lab oh, weed, I that government weed. I remember this one time. In the basement, in the garage. Uh, what about that? What about that red bud? Uh, you, ever, you ever see that out there? Yeah, man. We got like Kentucky, Kentucky red hair, and uh, stuff like that. We got we. I, I bought. I mean, the most weed that I've seen, the different varieties that I've seen, have been in my own garden here in the over the last you know ten years, uh, popping seeds from all over the place and just seeing all kinds of different variety. Um, but yeah, I hate to uh, cut it off too soon. We got wife, wife, and, and kiddos will be home here in a bit. I gotta put them to bed. My phone is actually almost about to die. Fucking, see if I can. I don't know. We got, we got, we still got a few minutes. Nah, yeah, it's about, it's about an hour, and the connection's getting pretty choppy, brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that 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 happens a lot too. We got, we still have snow falling out here, so. Okay, so uh, I guess what we can, what we can finish off with is that um. You know, over there, I guess, in L.A., they had an OG cannabis cafe, and it was shut down for four years, but now it's being, being brought back. Uh, you know, is there is there things like that out there in um, Colorado where they're pushing for, like, you know, cannabis with the with the foods and the restaurants or their places like that? Um, they're, they're trying to do some, like, lounges and consumption areas. There's a lot of challenges out here with that, though. So, like, it'll happen, it'll go down, and it'll be cool, and they'll, like, pull everyone's license, and like, they can't do it anymore. So, like, for a while there, there was, like, some companies that were doing it, and then, you know, most of the places there are, like, their consumption, that we have here, are, like, consumption lounge. Like, Tetra Lounge would, like, you know, it's, like, a venue, and you bring your own weed. They provide, like, you know, bongs and dab rigs and things like that, but, like, they don't sell any weed there. So um, what I'd like to see is like a you know, dispensary type thing. We can like buy your weed there, smoke it in the back, hang out, chill, play video games, do whatever. And there used to be a place kind of like that, but it got shut down and they, you can't do it anymore. So, you know, one of those things. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll see. Hey, you ever check out Casa Bonita out there? Uh, South Park's? You have to get, you have to put your name on a waiting list. And I think it's like a raffle. Like, I think you can't, you can't just go. You can't just go. It's like a whole thing. You gotta really want to go and like pay to be, I, you know, I, I'm not even, we'll, we'll see. I'll go eventually, but I'm gonna let the hype die down for a little bit. It's, it's kind of nuts. It's like not even, I'm not saying it's not worth it, but like, they, I know they made what, it even. Wasn't better. it open back in the day though? What's that? Wasn't it open back in the day? 
Well, it was open, but I've never been. Right. You know, they shut it down for a little while. Oh. They shut it down. They shut it down for almost two years. You know, when, they, when the South Park guys bought it, and they like just recently opened it back up. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, and it's like people are coming from all over the world, and like you got to put your name in like months and months in advance. You know, it's like a, there's a long, long line of waiting lists. So one day I'll go check it out, but until then. What is it? It's a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, it's a, it's a Mexican restaurant. Uh, yeah, just check. Yeah, if you haven't, if you don't know what you know, it's got a lot, a lot of different things, you know. But it's basically like uh, they got like water, like uh, uh, like waterfalls and like people di- uh, divers diving into the waterfalls. Before it was like pretty crappy Mexican food. So oh. Like, yeah. So, like, so is that a video where I see, so I see divers diving into the into a pool? That's that. That's yeah. Casablanca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have like a like a pirate cave and like. All right. So uh, it's like man, it's man, it's like for kids. You know, a lot of mainly for kids. Not elevated it and like made it like like the food's more expensive. You know. It's like, you know, they hired like an actual chef. So like it used to be like really cheap food and like kind of just all about the experience. But now it's like the experience is great, but also like the food is good. But like, I think it's like more upscale now, like more of like a higher, higher echelon. Hey, you, you know, everyone's upscaling. If you, if you didn't know, uh, Chuck E. Cheese just added a, a real chef to uh, add some shit to their menu. And so now they have like adult things. It's, it's, it's weird. Uh, but hey, right here, um, Ghetto Bedroom Records said, "Has Brett ever been to the Denver airport?" Yeah, dude, you actually missed a uh, quite a quite a big piece. If you go ahead and rewind back, so everybody, if you guys would like to, we uh, talk pretty deep about the Denver airport because you know that thing goes deep, no pun intended. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, he also says he went to jail for uh, less than a gram too. He still has a warrant from 2014. Says Ghetto Bedroom. That's hilarious. I mean, not hilarious. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Not, I apologize. It's not hilarious. But it's one, it's <laughs> I apologize. One of those it's like we try to laugh about it, but we, you know, or we try try not to cry about it, so we laugh about it, you know. Yeah, no, but you know, I mean, yeah, that that, that for less than a gram, it's like, yeah, unbelievable that these guys would like. It's it's comical that these guys would even mess with us for that. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, and like that's why I don't even like traveling. Yeah, it's like I don't even want to go anywhere. I'm safe here. I'm safe here in my Colorado bubble. What? Yeah, yeah. Washington's Washington's a, a great uh, home. You know, it's it's pretty much like the Shire out here. It's it's just you know it's its own little world. <laughs> Yo, so uh, hey Brett, what what you got uh planned for anything uh in the future? You, um, any any seeds that you're working on right now that you can tell everybody about to go check out? How about that? Uh, anything yeah, new so that you can go ahead and tell someone? Yeah, about. so we have we just did a release, uh, you know, kind of like a low key release of the Taste the Rainbow F three uh, second wave pollination. We did a bunch of different a, bu- a bunch of different crosses with the Taste the Rainbow. Taste the Rainbow is Mandarin Skittles crossed a Peruvian punch. Uh, lots of sweet candy profiles, sativa dominant hybrid. Uh, so that you know, you can check those out. Um, Email me if you want to get in on the new list. You're going to need to email me uh, at b anderson at heartandsoilproject.com. 
they, uh, some of them are on the website, but some of them are not. Um, and we're doing a special uh, on, on everything on and off the website. But uh, we love you. We'll get you 40% off on uh, everything on the website. Uh, nutrients, uh, I, I think, are excluded from that, um, that deal. Uh, but if you, all orders of $100 or more ship free. Uh, so normally shipping for that nutrient stuff is, you know, pretty expensive because of the weight. But if you order $100 or more, we ship it for free. Um, what else? Um, we're working on um, Peruvian, pure Peruvian F2s. Um, so we're looking to, you know, kind of go back to our roots where we first started with the Peruvian heirloom. Uh, where we did our hiking at the Inca Trail and uh, got our Peruvian seeds and brought them back and did the whole Peruvian line. Um we're going to go back and do, you know, do F2s of those. So that's what we're working on right now. And, um, yeah, so I hit up the website uh, or you can email me, like I said, and we can get you, um, you know, the, a list of everything that's off the site as well. So, um, yeah, I appreciate the support and thanks for helping getting the word out there. And, um, yeah, until next time. Hey, can we buy a pig? Yeah, if anybody wants to buy a pig, we got lots of pigs. We got potbelly pigs and mangalitsas and uh, and Maishans and um, we'll have some piglets uh, available. Actually, well, they'll be they'll be born here in about three months. Um, so Hold yeah, on, so wait, really... so so do you also butcher these things? Do you sell do you sell like I don't know meat? Okay. So right, we, if people are interested in buying. Uh, uh, what, they, what they call shares, you know, uh, shares of the animals. Uh, we, we sell those, you know, you, in order for me to sell you meat in Colorado, what I need you to do is you buy, you buy a share of the animal while it's still alive. And then when it's butchered, uh, we charge you basically per, per pound, um, you know, a, a designated price, you know, uh, per pound of the meat that you want back. Um, and so, but I can't, you know, Technically, I'm not a I'm not a uh, a meat seller, you know. So, you know, I'm a I'm a homesteader. So, you know, by by Colorado law, um, if you wanted to buy meat from me, you would just need to purchase a share, basically a hundred dollars, you know, or whatever, uh, fifty dollars. Uh, we buy a share of the animal while it's still alive, and then once it's butchered and you, we have the final weight, uh, you'll pay, you know, the total amount, uh, you know, of the uh, of you know, either the full animal or half animal or quarter animal. So it kind of depends on what people want. Um, but that's it. It, 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 it um, you can't just, I can't just go to like a, a farmer's market, for example, and have, you know, um, you know, steaks, you know, individually packaged and sell those to people. Uh, I can't do that. I'd have to have a whole nother license and whole nother um, certification. I have, I have to go jump through some more hoops if I want to do that. Um, and that's just not something I'm wanting to do right now. Uh, but I can do all animal, you know, live animal sales and, um, you know, uh, animal shares. If you want to, like I said, if you wanted to get a half a pig, a full pig, a quarter pig, um, you know, butchered, you know, we would, you know, we could work that out on an individual or, or a sheep or a, a land or a pig. I mean, I excuse me, or, um, uh, what else am I thinking of a goat, you know, like recently we just did two goats, um, you know, for people who haven't had goat before, it's delicious, super lean, healthy meat. Um, very clean, really clean. Um, you know, if you've ever had lamb, it's even more mild than that. Um, so yeah, we do, you know, we'll, 
and we're just about, you know, a year into our journey on the homestead. So usually around year two um, is when, you know, animals, you know, are starting to be born and things like that. Cause you know, our first batch of animals have to reach, you know, maturity before they start breeding and things like that. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're going to be kind of right now it's mainly for, you know, feeding our family and filling our own freezers and, and feeding our friends and family, you know, you know, you know, around. Um, but eventually we will be, you know, ha- we will have enough to, to sell to people in small quantities if they want to do it, you know, on an individual basis. So that's what you're interested in. Heck, heck yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, dude, that'd be cool. Uh, uh, you know, like just that, that's what this network is for, man. If, if there's anything that you have to, uh, you know, offer to the world and, and the world would like, you know, Hey man, that's, that's what we're here for. Uh, and I enjoy that you've been here, man. Um, Let's go ahead and uh, tell them how they can find you, Brett. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can email me at banderson at heartandsoilproject.com. Uh, on Instagram, it's uh, at heartandsoilproject, and then we also have at heartandsoilseeds, um, and we also have at heartandsoilcbd and at heartandsoilnutrients. We have another another backup as well. When we got our main Instagram taken down, so we made a bunch. Uh, so we have a few out there. Um, so don't think they're a bunch of scammers. They're really us. We have about five accounts out there. Um, <laughs> but then also um, on um, on the World Wide Web, our website is heartandsoilproject.com. And if you want to go straight to the seeds and nutrients, you can put slash shop at the end. So heartandsoilproject slash shop. Uh, my email is banderson at heartandsoilproject.com. Uh, on the website, use coupon code We Love You for forty percent off, uh, plus uh, all orders of a hundred dollars or more ship for free. So, yeah. Oh, and, and we, through Sunday, through Sunday, uh, we're doubling all orders made on the website. So keep that in mind. So today and tomorrow, all orders, no matter how big or small, will be doubled um, on the website. So. That's what's up. Sweet. Hey, man. Hope you guys are enjoying your Saturday night, and it has been a fun one. Um, You guys take care, and hope you guys have a good rest of the evening. Peace. Be blessed. Be high. See you guys next time. Appreciate having you on. Appreciate you having me on, man. Have a great night. Yeah, there. God bless, everyone. Peace. Peace.